I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here, actually live from from Cairo, uh, Cairo, Egypt. I am, and and Doc is in uh, is is in San Antonio, Texas, as she usually is. But uh, just uh, yeah, kind of an unusual feel. We I think we did a show from the Ukraine uh, almost a year ago. Now it's coming up, and uh, and certainly in the uh, the outskirts, either on the border of the Ukraine or in the Ukraine itself. And we talked about the Ukraine, of course. But I just came from Israel, and let me, without further ado, bring on our host each and every week. The subject of a documentary, the uh, the author of sixteen books. Um, and of course, a radio show and podcast host, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. Doc, how are you? Uh, I'm fine, and I'm very anxious to hear uh, about what you learned on your trip to Israel in particular. And you probably haven't had time to learn much about Egypt at this point, but uh, but I certainly uh, do want to hear what you have to say about Israel and what's going on there, especially since uh, they've taken a sharp turn to the right. Uh, so, uh, so do tell us um, uh, all about this. Um, why did you go there in the first place, and what, uh, what all you, uh, you did while you were there? Well... I'm a I'm a traveler by nature. I think like you are, and uh, I love. I'm a student of life, and I I came out here, and I guess it it helps it helps me in my my profession as a you know as a reporter, as a commentator, as a radio personality, and 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 so forth to come and visit. Uh, I've been to uh, you know before this this little journey here started. I've been to almost 60 countries now i've been to four in the last few days uh the first one being israel jordan palestine and now egypt these are all four new countries i'm on my way to sarajevo tomorrow morning and i'm going to drive through six uh supposedly beautiful balkan countries and then i'm going to cut over to sofia uh bulgaria and I, so i'll have 11 new countries on uh, on this little tour of mine and i'm alone uh, my my lovely wife gave this to me as a as a Christmas present, and I I uh, appreciate that. But real quick on Israel, one of the first things I wanted to do is I wanted to go to Bethlehem, and I was going to go to the Church of the Manger and the Church of the Nativity, which um, is uh, you know the the birthplace or what they've pinpointed as the the birthplace of Christ. And where the manger uh, may have been, again, you know, it's um, it will give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but it's probably very hard to pinpoint exactly um, what uh, what it would be. But Bethlehem is now part of Palestine. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that until uh, until I got here. And uh, and Palestine is, um, uh, you know, with with all the concessions and whatever is. Um, is is very much a, th- a third world country. It's a uh, um, you know it's a mess. You know it's a mess, and it's a it's an angry country uh, for for sure. And <clears throat> there's a big sign, and you know it probably take me a hard time to uh, to get it. I took a picture, um, but there's a big sign, big red sign, as you're nearing the uh, the outskirts of Palestine, what's now Palestine, and it said. Uh, this road will uh, will take you to area A, which is 
which leads to uh, Palestinian control, whatever. They never call it like uh, as it's it's a country. This is the government of Israel saying what they. Oh, I got it. I pulled it up right here. Uh, the road. This road leads to Area A. Under the Palestine, uh, Palestinian Authority, the entrance for is, Israel, um, Israel, Israeli citizens is forbidden, dangerous to your lives, and is against the Israeli law. That's that's what you're greeted with when you go to this uh, this um, this road. So um, I stopped uh, initially, and I thought, oh, what am I? Uh, you know, what what exactly is going on on here? What am I walking into? And I thought there'd be a border crossing or whatever. Nothing of the sort. It's just an open, open border. And I went in, and you see a tremendous amount of homeless, uh, uh, I assume, are homeless people uh, there. Um, I have Israeli license plates. Yeah, it, by the way, it's illegal to take a uh, a rental car in, but I I was not about to walk in. Um, I originally right. thought I would, but it it was it was a, a far drive. To, you know, uh, relatively speaking, to get to the church of the nativity or the church of the manger. <laughs> so I figured, okay, let me let me take it in. So it says IL on the license plate, and IL is, uh, I guess, short for Israel. And it, uh, it it's obvious to everyone that in there that I'm I'm the enemy. I'm coming in with a, a an enemy plate, and I'm getting dirty looks everywhere you can. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'll I'll tell, like, you know, on my way out first, because I think it was kind of the most dramatic, a um, uh, a Palestinian man, older man, um, with the, the full headdress. Um, I, I should know the name of it, uh, um, but, you know, Arab chic, um, you know, like what you would see. I don't know the name either. Kafka or something, you know, something along those lines. Anyway, mm -hmm. and um, as I was heading out towards Israel— as I was heading out uh, towards Israel, um, on my on my way back, this man and we're crawling. It's it's going very very slow. Uh, traffic is just going in every direction. The police have no control over it. People are just crossing over. There's no lanes. One way are just ignored, um, and I mean literally. But this older man walked in front of me, and he stopped. And as he stopped, of course, I had to stop. I was going very slow. And all these cars are beeping behind me. And then after a while, I started yelling at me. And this old man uh, looked at me, glared at me, and he took out a cigarette, and he slowly lit it. And he glared at me, and he squinted his eyes, and he and he uh, he blew smoke towards the car. So I didn't blink. You know, I didn't say uh, say a word. I just I just uh, figured let me uh, let it develop. And people are yelling me, you know, yelling at me in in you know Arabic. And screaming and beeping, everybody's beeping the horn, and it's another major traffic jam caused, as they think, by me. So um, he uh, reaches in his pocket, and he pulls out a uh, piece of paper, and he's pretending like he's reading, you know, something, just like a, like he's reading a phone number or an address or something, like he's lost or something like that. But every once in a while, he'll give me a glare. Finally, a young police officer, and I got to say, the Palestinian police were very nice to me. I, I met three of them. Um, but this, not including this guy, this young police officer, I guess, asked him to move and uh, to move away. And, he, and he, he agreed to. And he started walking away from my car and he gave me another look. And then he backed up and like walked backwards, uh, two <clears throat> big giant steps to step in front of me again, looked at me again and then walked, <laughs> walked away. Now, this is on the way out. And, and, and uh, 
police officer checked my um, um, my passport, and he says, "You're American," and uh, and, and I said, uh, "I said yes," and he says, "Oh," he said, "I, I love Americans," yeah, and and I believed him. You know, he's a young young man. He said, "I love Americans." I said, "Well, I, I love you for saying that. Thank you." I and he said, "Are you going to Jerusalem?" I said, "Yes." Uh, he said, "Just go, go out this way, go straight, and, uh, and and it'll take you right to the to the road." Um, now on the way in, as I'm as I'm going to. This is before the guy started the stunt. Uh, you know, he was uh, provocateur, being a provocateur, and um, and trying to get me, uh, I guess, to beep or to fight with him or hit him. I don't know. Anyway, so as I'm as I'm trying to get to the the church of the Nativity uh, Church of the uh, main manger, which I think are right next to each other, um, mm-hmm. I could see them, but there's a police action going on. Either police action or maybe some of these were, you know, military people. And there's something going on um, right by there. And, I, you know, I'm not saying it had involved to do with the church, but there was no way to get there was no way to block off. There was no way to whatever. They made everybody turn around. So I'm thinking, mm. is, is there any possible way that I could park? And by the way, I'm sure that car would have been would vandalized, you know, with the yeah. just with the plates. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, I came all this way. I'm this close to where Jesus was born, and uh, it doesn't look like I'm going to uh, to to get there. So I guess the lesson. I mean, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say anything, the 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 lesson is. Um, is pure hatred from the Palestinian uh, yeah. standpoint to to the is- Israel's uh, Israelis, and and by the way, uh, feeling is <laughs> mutual in many uh, circumstances. Um, Israel, I felt I felt like I was home in, in Israel, to be honest with you, and I um I uh, I was walking around by happenstance because I just got into Tel Aviv late. Um, and, and I was walking around at 1:45 in a strange city, strange to me, city, foreign country, um, and uh, and I, w- I was trying to find my hotel after I parked in a uh, in, in just a random parking lot, and uh, and and I, I I had no reception for whatever reason. My car, my phone wasn't working. We're seven. I'm seven mm. hours currently ahead of you now, uh, and yeah. I was then, and. Um, and so I had no reception, and I had no reception for a GPS situation. So I was just asking everybody. Everybody was as lovely as you could possibly be. At 145 in any major city, uh, I would normally be hassled at this point. Either yeah. asked for money or, or threatened or whatever. People couldn't have been help more helpful. I mean, the, just the most unbelievable people and the cleanest city, the nicest crime-free city that I, I, I maybe have ever been in. This is one forty-five in the morning on a, I don't know if it was Wednesday night. When, uh, Wednesday uh-huh. night. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Well, and so, uh, of course, uh, everything was uh, in Hebrew. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you couldn't easily read the signs. And uh, I have a terrible itch in my throat, so I may have to stop and cough. Yeah, well, I'll, yeah, I'll continue <laughs> anyway, a little. Yeah, yeah. When if you start coughing, I may continue with a little. But take your time. Get a uh, get a get a cup of water, and um, make yourself right. Um, but yeah, I mean, what an experience this this has been. Uh, I also crossed into Jordan um, just for lunch, just you know, a couple of hours. Uh, into uh, I, I think it's uh, Abakar, uh, uh, Abakar or whatever. And that's on the border of um, uh, 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 e, e, uh, what is it called? 
um, it spelt like elite, uh, uh, almost like elite. Alit, Alit, it's called, um, and it's the very tip of of Israel. And then uh, mm-hmm. you know my you know my uh, other country, my my fourth country of the of the trip is uh, is Egypt. And by the mm-hmm. way, I saw the pyramids. I don't know if you did, uh, but I saw the pyramids. And as soon as I saw the pyramids and the Sphinx, I could have turned around, jumped on a plane, and left. To be honest with you, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's very much there. Um, they're desperate for money. Many of the people there, um, you know, lovely people. I mean, they're they're people, but they are desperate for money. The economy is terrible, and they're not happy mm-hmm. with Sisi, who's the new president, and. Um, and uh, there was a political demonstration right by the, uh, oh my God, political demonstrations, putting it lightly. I didn't see it, but I started hearing it, and I insisted that my driver pull out of there. He said it was, he heard it was two two blocks away. I said, well, go that far. He said, oh, that's the wrong way. I said, I don't care. I said, go that way. Go go as far away from the political demonstration that you can possibly get to. Uh, I'm, right. You know, I'm an American. I, 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 I There's no way I'm going to be involved. In, in some riot, you know, political demonstration is another word for unrest. Um, so anyway, he did, and he he pulled away, and and we we got out of there safely. But that was right by the pyramids after we had seen the pyramids. Uh huh. Were you impressed? Uh yeah yeah oh sure I mean this these are you know maybe the oldest things I've ever seen. They're older than uh, the Greek uh, ruins and the Roman ruins that I've seen in China. Right. So this is is old. It's hard not to be impressed. But um, once you get past that, um, you know, the history and everything else, uh, you start thinking about safety. And yes, I'm in a beautiful hotel, you know, uh, here. But w- once you leave, by the way, there's bomb sniffing dogs outside of my hotel. I'm at El Meridian, which is connected to the airport. So maybe that's mm. part of the reason. But there's armed guards in front and there's uh, there's military in front uh, teamed with police. Um, and uh, and they check the car, and I, I hired a driver. I, I usually rent mm. a car, but I didn't right. in, in Egypt, and I uh, instead I elected to hire a driver, and thank God I did. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I I would too, because uh, of course uh, I, I know a number of languages, as you probably too, but uh, but Egyptian Arabic is uh, is not one of them, and certainly Hebrew isn't either. Uh, so I would have, I might have hired a driver in in Israel also. But uh, uh, how how did uh, how did you get to the hotel finally? They uh, did somebody actually accompany you there, or and how how was your reception in Israel? I'm talking about uh, now. Tel Aviv. Uh, originally, I was going to the wrong place. That's why it ended up being mm. like 1:45 uh, in the morning. I. Uh, uh, I eventually got the uh, hit on the right person. I, oh, and by the way, it was when I say hit on the right person, I, I connected with the right person. A lot of English speakers there, so it was certainly uh-huh. much, much easier than anywhere else. Um, and uh, I stayed in a place called the Embassy Hotel. And the reason my mm-hmm. very wise wife um, booked me there is because it's literally two doors away from the embassy, and she felt oh, yeah. that uh, that I would be, um, I I would be. Uh, uh, able to find it easily because mm-hmm. um, because you just ask people for where the embassy is. And she was yeah. right. So I asked where the uh, American embassy is, and everybody knew. And uh, so I went to the embassy, and then, you know, lo and behold, you look two doors down, and you see the embassy <laughs> hotel. 
Very good. And in uh, in Hebrew and in English? Yeah, oh yeah, English. Uh -huh. Everybody spoke English. Um, you know, a lot of the people on the street uh, spoke English. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. I, I'm telling yeah. you, I never felt more at home in any country mm. than, uh, than than Israel, other than, you know, other than our own country. I think the Balkans, right. I'm going to hit the seven Balkan states. Um, I think I'm going to have a good... Uh, I'm just going to drive through some of the scenic views or whatever and hit the countries um, on my way there and collect. I'm going to be close to... Uh, I think I'm going to be close to 70 or over over that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll be over 70 countries by the time I, I get through that. And then I don't even know what my exit strategy is. I, I don't have it yet. I may go up to Estonia and uh, Latvia and uh, Lithuania and try to uh, do a quick run through there. Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on that, but that's where I've been while Kevin McCarthy has had um, had had a rough time, roughest part of his political career, I think, in a long time. Yes, yes, indeed, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, as we were saying before we went on the air here, uh, he uh, he gave up just about everything uh, in order to get the power, quote unquote, uh, of being Speaker of the House. Uh, so apparently the man has no real principles. Uh, his only goal in life was to be a Speaker, and now he is. Uh, but speaker, uh, the weakest speaker in the history of the country, really. Yeah, there's there's an old expression. I said it to you before, um, and and people uh, say it in politics a lot. Uh, where do I go to buy back my soul? And uh, if <laughs> if he was dealing with Marjorie Taylor Greene, guess what? He sold his soul. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know. I'm just hearing from you the first time. I, I really I, I'm completely blind flying into this. I've been uh, on the radio all day or I've been uh, traveling, uh, you know, the last several days. And all I know is that he got up to a an 11th vote or a 12th vote. That was the last I heard. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, it was the 15th vote. That, wow. uh, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he had he was begging Matt Gates to to change his vote. Matt had voted uh, present, uh, and he in order to make him speaker, he would have had to vote for him, and he didn't. He voted present, but he finally uh, I, I don't know what all he had to give away, but uh, but everything really in order to get the six people who were uh, voting against him on the far far right. The MAGA people. Um, he he uh, gave up the the final thing, the final prize that they wanted. Uh, that one of them is that a single person, one uh, one member of the house, can stand up and uh, and demand that the speaker uh, be removed, and the process starts. Uh, in the old days, you had to have a certain percentage of the House in order to start an impeachment of, of, the, of the Speaker, but no more. One single member can do it, and that was one of the MAGA demands. That was one of the final ones that he uh, assented to. Uh, so I don't know what else he, can, um, he could possibly have done, but he did it whatever he could, and he is now this very weak figurehead uh, speaker of the house. But, and of course the uh, MAGA people are going to run the house, I'm afraid, because uh, he made all the promises to him. If he keeps his promises, and I think they, uh, they will be able to hold him to that. They'll, they will, of course,
course, will threaten him in order if he if he tries to revolt, they'll threaten uh, threaten him, and uh, he'll give in. I know because he's uh, given in to everything else. So we we have a mess, and uh, I think there will be a turmoil in the House of Representatives for two years because the uh, the Democrats are totally um, united and uh, voted for Hakeem Jeffries 15 times united. There was not one dissent. Wow. And he gave a very, very, Hakeem Jeffries gave a very beautiful speech, powerful speech. Uh, he is a good orator. Uh, I had no idea what his, uh, uh, his oh, talent are, oh, he's but very he talented, certainly is. Very talented. I yeah. know him. I know Hakeem. Uh, by the way, good man. Very good man. Yeah. Yeah, he seems to be. I'm just getting my first impressions of him, and they're very positive. So, uh, so that was uh, that was Saturday, I believe, or was it? No. <laughs> anyway, I've lost track of time. Um, that must have been Saturday when the 15th vote was taken. And so there we are, uh, as far as uh, our government is concerned. Uh, but uh, I had the impression that you had said that you were going to Iran, and I was really very excited about that, and also worried because they uh, they're taking people hostage over there and killing them. Yeah, no, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to Iran um, at this point. You know, there's a lot of. Uh, I, you know, I I was trying to. You know, like I it, I wasn't that far from Lebanon at one point, yeah. um, and I didn't want to go into Lebanon. Um, right. You know, I Jordan, I, I thought was, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, like a high Christian population, as is uh, is Egypt. I didn't know that. But Egypt has a very large Christian population. And I figured if there is a large Christian population, then then it could um, uh, it, it, it could uh, show like some kind of um, tolerance. And, yes. uh, you know, I thought it would uh, be better. But I look, look, I had to see I had to see. Uh, uh, the Israel, uh, you know, uh, I had to see Israel, of course. I had to see um, uh, uh, the the uh, the pyramids, you know, something, you know, you can't miss seeing uh, if you have an opportunity if you're this close. And um, so I always wanted uh, wanted to come here. And as far as the Arab nations, um, uh, you know, on my uh, on my way to 100, I'm planning on 100 countries. I am not. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily uh, in, in a uh, in a hurry to uh, to go to more uh, Arabic countries. Nothing, you know, nothing against them, but it's uh, it's more their attitude towards us. And, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. and that's that's the deal. <laughs> By the way, uh, I've been hearing McCarthy and uh, in Hebrew, and I've been hearing the word McCarthy come in, uh, and and I heard Jordanian radio and what we were hearing from jo Jordanian radio when I got close to, uh, I, I, is it Elad? Elad, it's called. The uh, yeah. It's a beautiful city, you know, down in the, the tip right by the Jordanian border. But um, they kept referring to Israeli, uh, the, the, the right-wing Israeli government, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, making it clear. And, uh, and Bibi Netanyahu um, has gotten a lot of heat uh, for his relationship with uh, former President Trump. And yes. someone, when I got here, said that um, that people have asked Bibi 
that's uh, uh, Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu. Um, uh, what does he uh, think about Trump coming back? And that he, he replied, that's America's problem, which mm-hmm. made it sound like he threw Trump under the bus. And, um, you know, and, and the Israelis um, who are supportive of Bibi um, point to that, saying that's that's uh, telling you what how much he cares about Trump. But again, you know, uh, it's uh, it is, it, you know, he is uh, he does have a history now with Trump and it's and it's hard to shake that. Uh, yes, uh, of course, and uh, expediency above all is uh, is his motto. I think. Yeah. Uh, so, so as long as Trump was there, uh, he was chummy with it, with Trump, and uh, and now uh, Biden is there, uh, and he would like to uh, be on good terms with Biden as well. So he's distancing himself from Trump. Um, so anyway, I don't trust him. Uh, but but he is a power in Israel, and uh, and there you have it. So, I mean, there is a strong right-wing movement in Israel right now, as in the rest of the world. And you may not know, but uh, uh, Brazil, uh, there was an attack on the government in Brazil yesterday. Did you had you heard that? No, I hadn't heard anything about that. But... Oh yeah, well it was it was a reenactment of uh, of January sixth. And uh, they got into all the government buildings. They attacked uh, the uh, uh, the Congress. They attacked the judiciary. They uh, they got inside, broke windows, got inside those buildings, and destroyed everything inside, and ransacked offices. And they really react reenacted January sixth, which uh, some of the commentators were saying shows uh, what America has exported to the rest of the world. Not just goods and services, but also our politics. And the worst part of worst examples of our politics. Uh, so uh, so Brazil is in turmoil. These people are denying. Uh, Bolsonaro, of course, uh, has de- denied the validity of the election and called it a fraud. And the people um, who have risen up also believe that. And Bolsonaro right now is holed up in Florida, in Orlando. And uh, he is uh, he's not having much to say at all. He's just keeping mum at the moment. So... Uh, you know. So there, there we have uh, a good example of what uh, uh, what the rest of the world is doing. I mean, they watch America to see whether our democracy is going to survive. They still don't know whether it's going to survive, and uh, they're behaving accordingly. They know they can get away with uh, with this sort of attack, and they're they're uh, they're doing it. You know, Don. Uh, you know, to, to cut in for a second, back to McCarthy. Um, there, it, I don't know why this is coming into my mind, but there was an old movie, old movie. It's uh, you know in the seventies uh, called The Candidate with Robert Redford. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. if uh, if you remember that, he was uh, his his name was McKay, by the way, like mine. Um, I don't know if it was Dave McKay or uh, you know something like all the way with McKay. You know, oh Bill McKay, Bill McKay. Mm-hmm. All yes, the way with Bill yes. McKay. Anyway, so they they show all the machinations and you know how to get this handsome candidate elected and to do the right things and say the right things and all. So they got him elected. 
the famous final words of the of the movie. If, do you remember what they were? Yeah. Oh, what do I do now? Yeah. Well, or what do I what? do next? I think now yeah. what? Right. Now what? Uh-huh. Right. So in other words, like, okay, he got himself elected. And I think about Ke- Kevin McCarthy when, uh, <laughs> when, when you say that because, uh, again – uh, all right, now congratulations. Let's pop champagne. We did it. We're we're, we're speaker. Yay! Whatever. And and when it, when it all wears off and the sting and the buzz of the champagne wears off, uh, he's got he's he's got uh, Taylor Green, what Marjorie Taylor Green, sitting next to him, and he's got to be thinking to himself, what now? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What do I do next? <laughs> what do I do next? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know what he said, but uh, you may be very, uh, you may be right. But th- I think the first thing that's going to happen is a uh, um, an investigation of uh, Hunter Biden's uh, laptop <laughs> and an attack, uh, an attack on the January sixth committee, an attempt to discredit it. And of course, they want to try to impeach uh, President Biden. And so it'll be that kind of thing, but it certainly won't be governing. Uh, they don't they don't have that in mind because they don't have any policies. So uh, it is going to be a miserable mess for the next two years, I'm afraid. Marjorie Taylor uh, Greene shouldn't be uh, among uh, among civilized people. She is uh, she is completely unstable. Um, her beliefs. Are not only right wing. Her her beliefs are, are bordering on. I mean, I know right wing people, people that are that are firmly uh, social uh, right wing people who openly admit that Marjorie Taylor Greene is insane. I mean, mm-hmm. she is. Uh, she it, she's not even borderline insane. I mean, she is. Some of the things that she said, uh, you you would imagine hearing in a mental institution. She is. Yeah. She uh, is insane. I mean, she is insane. And again, I'm, you know, uh, I, I'm. I'm not saying much uh, of what's different. But these twenty people that wouldn't vote for McCarthy this whole whole time. I mean, I knew he was going to have to make a deal with them. Um, I, I spoke to somebody. Oh, he did. Uh, yeah, he had to. <laughs> he had no. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to be, um, if he wanted to be uh, um, uh, the leader, if he wanted to be the speaker, uh, he had to do it. You know, he, he had to make a make a deal. But now what? Like Bill McKay said, Robert Redford said at the end of the canon. Now what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm afraid he's going to be led around by the nose by uh, by those 20 people, but particularly about those last six holdouts um, that finally voted present. All of them voted present. And that uh, pulled down the uh, the, the count uh, of those against him. So uh, so he managed to make it to the uh, uh, what was it 218 votes that he had to have. So wow. so anyway, that's that uh, the end of that for the moment. And uh, I'm expecting uh, news of the first investigation. Uh, uh, to to have already begun uh, in the news tonight, but I I haven't tried to hear any news uh, to, so far today. I've been too busy. So now that'll be a shame if if that's where they go. But that's oh well, it, it will be. That was the concession. 
That was that was his concession. That's what he had to do. Uh, he, yeah. By the way, I don't think McCarthy on his own would would have gone that direction. You know, like uh, it, it, if he didn't sell his soul to these folks. That's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. I, I doubt it too. Uh, although you never know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, true. he he seemed to have some common sense on that January sixth when he uh, uh, was uh, saying President uh, Trump uh, had better call these people to order and tell them to go home. It's, it's He's the instigator and so on. He was saying these yeah. things, which made sense, and everybody knew it made sense. Um, but uh, then uh, not not a week had passed before he was down there at Mar-a-Lago having his picture taken uh, alongside Trump. Yeah. Everybody's smiling so sweetly. Yeah. So anyway... Well, he's used to selling out his values to to uh, <laughs> to stay uh, stay alive, and right. yeah, I mean he um, he did it with Trump, right? He did it with Trump. He uh, he told us what he felt, as you said on on uh, January sixth. By the way, uh, McConnell. I mean, you talk about you talk about strange uh, bedfellows. M- McConnell seems to have nothing good to say about Trump whatsoever, and. Right. Um, you know, he is he is the man who um, who made sure or he wanted to make sure, try to make sure that um, that Barack Obama was a one term uh, president and, uh, mm-hmm. and made, yep. you know, and, and was very proud of that. You know, that he uh, he, he stonewalled um, Obama all the way straight through it, no matter what it was, just uh, was doing that, which I thought was incredible. Uh, terrible, and you know, of course, he took his salary, even though they did nothing for those years but block. And uh, mm-hmm. um, and they, you know, they, it's not like they said, "Look, we're not doing anything. We're going to donate our money back." We're gonna, since we're we're doing nothing but being an obstructionist, we'll um, uh, you know, we'll we'll give all the money back. It's not like any of them said that, right? They just, uh, you know, they didn't try to compromise. They didn't try to do things. But at this point, uh, Mitch McConnell um, may be. Uh, more lucid as far as a and you know and again he's not the uh, you know he's he's uh, he's not your leader right because of uh, you know really because of Roe v. Wade what happened he might have been uh, he might have been a shoe in if they didn't do what they did in Supreme Court and yeah. but McConnell at this point uh, may be um, uh, may may be freer to uh, to say things and to do things. Uh, without uh, the the real crazies on his um, uh, on his back, I don't consider McConnell uh, crazy per se. I, I I consider McConnell mean, you know, like uh, I don't know, mean or yeah. if that's the word, like harsh and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, unforgiving and that type of thing. I mean, I I think of these, you know, these others, these uh, these Green, you know, Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, as as completely off off the rails, I you know I think of mm-hmm. Omar um, being like the the left uh, you know she's uh, you know anti-Israel of course uh, Omar and mm-hmm. so is uh, Green but I, I kind of see them as polar op- opposites but at the same time being the extremist of their parties. Uh, but right. McC- uh, McConnell I don't see as an extremist. I see him as a as just a very harsh you know at at times very mean. Um, uh, like individual, but 
maybe if McCarthy's being controlled by uh, by Taylor Greene and some of these others, I don't know, maybe the maybe the same choice in the Republican Party uh, may be a, uh, a somewhat emasculated McConnell. Mm-hmm. Well, McConnell has gone uh, so far. Uh, this was before you left, so you may know about it. Uh, uh, Biden went to uh, um, down to. Uh, Kentucky, um, the border, uh, where that bridge that, that is uh, so dangerous uh, has been in the news off and on. Uh, and, uh, of course, when the infrastructure bill passed way back, uh, at least a year ago, uh, he went to the bridge, that is, Biden did, uh, went to the bridge to make a promise that that would be one of the things that uh, that he would have uh, replaced uh, or repaired, probably replaced. Uh, but in any case, he was going to do something about that bridge because uh, it was it uh, has uh, you know thousands and thousands of trucks going over it every day. So uh, so it's really a dangerous thing. It, it, people could lose their lives there. Uh, anyway, McConnell came uh, and wow. he, and he and uh, and Biden shook hands uh, before Biden's speech, uh, and uh, he is of course. Um, uh, from Kentucky, I mean, he represents Kentucky, uh, and so it, it means a lot for him to get that bridge fixed. Uh, and so he uh, he made nice with uh, with Biden for a change, and that indicates that he does have some kind of principles. Namely, he's worried about people's lives and safety uh, enough to credit Biden for what he's do- doing for the infrastructure of this country. Uh, and I don't think McCarthy's in any position to do anything of that sort, certainly. Uh, he's going to do all the dirt possible uh, to Biden uh, from now on through these two years. Yeah. Well, there's, there's two things that, that come to mind. Uh, I don't know if you remember Superstorm Sandy. It hit Long Island where I live um, uh, very hard. And um, and Joe Biden, obviously, uh, not Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama was, uh, w- was the president. And it was right before... Uh, the uh, you know he uh, beat defeated uh, Mitch Romney uh, uh, mm-hmm. and Mitt, Mitt Romney I'm sorry and um, and right before that happened um, he went he meaning President Obama went to New Jersey and Chris mm-hmm. Christie who you know again has uh, has been as right wing you know c- certainly at that time as as uh, just about anybody. And he was so uh, outspoken, anti-Democrat, and so forth. And during Superstorm Sandy, which is right before the election, President Obama came and brought tremendous aid to uh, to uh, New Jersey, uh, to Long Island, New York, uh, and everywhere else that got hit by this uh, incredible uh, hurricane. And uh, he was criticized, roundly criticized for he being uh, Chris Christie, the Republican governor of of Jersey, um, for meeting with Obama. And I'm saying to those, you know, those people, I'm saying, what what, what do you want him to do? He's the, he's the governor of a state and he's not going to and he's not going to take funding from Obama because you don't like Obama or or, or whatever it is. But um, the um, 
Yeah, it just uh, it, it's it's uh, reminiscent of what's going on now with Mitch O'Connell, uh, Mitch McConnell, and you would uh, you would never think of seeing Joe Biden and and Mitch McConnell together. And I guess you know that's part of <laughs> strange bedfellows. But in this particular yes. case, you never know. Yeah, you just never know. So anyway, but uh, yeah, fascinating, Doc. All of this is yeah. fascinating. Well, you know. Uh, if, if it weren't for the Electoral College, we wouldn't have uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, right. uh, because uh, that that slight um, that slight uh, advantage. Ad- advantage that the Republicans have uh, just uh, you can count them on uh, on your fingers, all of them, uh, is because. Of the way our voter system is set up, actually, uh, it was the popular vote, uh, uh, and the electoral college only applies to the president. But, uh, but the whole thing uh, is skewed uh, in favor of uh, the representatives in the House, who are, um, and that is the electors, uh, who are determined by. Uh, a system of gerrymandering now, and uh, all the the uh, Republican states, the Republican-run states, are busy gerrymandering so that the Republican Party can stay in power. Uh, and there is actually no reason on earth for that electoral college to continue, since it was founded by our uh, by the early. Uh, uh, people in the in this country, the er, early authorities of this country, uh, to to guarantee that the the moneyed people uh, would stay would be the ones who were elected to uh, to represent the country and not the regular people, the shopkeeping people or the poor. Of course, the poor are, are always left out, but shop wealthy shopkeepers could. Uh, could uh, apply for uh, for becoming a senator or a representative, and the way they were determined then would be the number of, of electoral votes uh, that uh, that they got that the uh, president got, and then uh, of course uh, on his coattails uh, everybody else would get in. And I think the electoral college is simply outdated. It, there's no use for that thing. Uh, we should uh, be doing what other democracies do, and that uh, our uh, our source, our main source, England, uh, uh, uses the pop- popular vote, and so should we. There's really no reason for that uh, for that institution at all. But unfortunately, it takes a a constitutional amendment to get rid of it. And I think it's three quarters of the states have to ratify that. We're not going to we're not going to see that. Um, You know, I I mean, keep in mind, Hillary Clinton had uh, had Donald Trump beat by over three million votes. So three million more people voted for Hillary Clinton. And and by the way, we don't have to look that long ago uh, to see Al Gore. Uh, and, and that he won the popular yes. vote without winning the w- without winning the electoral college. So uh, there's um, there's there's plenty of recent history to uh, to point to that. And again, both in both times, uh, the Republicans were the recipients. 
of this. But you're, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, it, the uh, the argument for the uh, for the left is to try to abolish the um, uh, the electoral college. I just don't know that it's uh, I, I don't know that it's likely to happen with two thirds of the uh, uh, vote needed for uh, write a constitutional amendment. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. Are you are you confident that that could happen? No, uh, I'm confident that it won't for many, many t- years, decades perhaps, uh, to come simply because uh, it takes a, a constitutional amendment and uh, a, a vote on the part of the states, three-quarters of the states. And right now, three-quarters of the states, I believe, are in Republican hands. Uh, so they wouldn't vote for it because that's their uh, bread and butter right there. The Electoral College is their only hope because they are the minority party now. And uh, uh, they want to gerrymander it, uh, gerrymander their states in such a way that they will remain in power. So the uh, representatives, the the representatives to the House of Representatives, uh, will uh, be primarily from areas that vote Republican. And so although you may have a um, uh, high, uh, high percentage of Democrats in one area, they will split that area up into two or three and attach the parts to dominant Republican areas so that the representative will be who is voted for there will be a Republican. And uh, so that's the way they will maintain themselves in government in, uh, indefinitely. And uh, I just think it's a very poor system that the people uh, – my vote, for instance, doesn't count because I'm in a, uh, an area where Republicans dominate in, uh, in this district. So uh, – and this has been true. I was in uh, – Rochester, New York, for uh, for tw- uh, 28 years, and my vote didn't count ever there either. Uh, Rochester was a rock rib Republican city in those yeah. days. Yeah. Wow. It's just yeah. Well, this is this is part of the frustration. One of the <clears throat> one of the things that you and I spoke about is uh, is the uh, uh, the the purple states, so to speak, and. Um, what what could become purple, which means that um, uh, you know between blue and red, and not purely blue and not purely red. And we talked about a, a possibility of, um, of of Beto, and of course that didn't happen. But Beto O'Rourke um, actually winning in in Texas, and for mm-hmm. Democrats that would have been uh, a dream because what that means is that. Texas is now in play if a, um, if a Democrat could be elected governor and to beat somebody like a, like an Abbott. Uh, that argument's mm-hmm. off the table because, uh, you know, of course, Beto, uh, not that he was thrashed, but he was, uh, uh, he was soundly defeated. It wasn't, it wasn't overly close. No, and it wasn't. No, and, but at the same time, there is, there, there's a concern. I would be concerned uh, if, I, if I were Democrats um, that uh, that so many people, especially now with uh, with uh, uh, abortion laws being what they are and women's reproductive rights um, being in uh, so far in question, that left-leaning women, young people, that you would need 
uh, in order to make it a, a purple state or a blue state or to, to win an election somewhere, uh, probably are moving out. I mean, a smart young woman who uh, who is concerned about those things has to say, hey, you know what? What, what you know? I guess New Mexico would be a, a you know a more mm-hmm. Colorado uh, isn't you know. I mean, it's not that far. I mean, there's a there's a border of Texas. I've been to the border of Texas and and Colorado. So the thing is, like, it's really not. There's a border with Colorado, and um, and I know that's not overly close to you, but um, Colorado is a much more left leaning state. So if you are mm-hmm. a young woman mm-hmm. and uh, and and you don't want to um, you don't want to have uh, uh, your fate in the hands of, of governments when it comes to re- your reproductive rights. Um, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, you might be thinking about heading out of out of Texas, which, by the way, helps guys like Abbott. It helps the Republicans. But if if Texas ever went Dem, uh, you wouldn't need an electoral college split because if Texas ever is won by a Democrat, you're, you're going to have a blowout election, and the Democrat would win the uh, would win the general election for president, right? I mean, it's you know you can't possibly uh, lose if you're a Republican. You couldn't possibly lose uh, New York, California, all the other blue states, and throw Texas in there and not win right i mean you, I, if you're a republican you have no chance of winning if you uh, if you lose texas right yeah and uh, well i just don't foresee any change uh, if better couldn't do it uh, and the people the women the women of texas did not come out in droves to uh, to vote for him uh, and i i don't think our uh, students came out uh, our uh, college students came out uh, to vote for him the way they should have. Uh, so uh, it was a lackluster turnout uh, that, of course, favored Republicans. So because they turned out, uh, absolutely. I mean, they uh, very enthusiastically voted uh, uh, Abbott back in power. Uh, so anyway, uh, there is a problem of voting rights in the country. Because with gerrymander, uh, gerrymandered states, uh, one vote is not equal to another vote, right. and uh, uh, all and votes all are not, uh, re- yeah, not created equal. Yeah, uh, because of the clever way in which the districts are drawn, and uh, until we get rid of that, uh, the the, uh, the voting rights inequality will continue. Uh, and my vote will be, continue not to count. <laughs> I would have to move lock, stock, and barrel uh, to a different area in Texas, uh, like Austin, for instance, uh, in order to have my vote count. Yeah. And I'm not about to do that. So there you are. Yeah. Uh, right. In a way, I'm disenfranchised. <laughs> yeah, it's – you know what? It's just the one thing I have to say, though – is you know there's that old expression never say never and i um uh, in my mind uh in my mind it's true and again look i you know i uh i've said this a lot and i've said said this even recently on on air in a couple different spots but there is a uh there is this trend happening over over the last 30 years and again 
you're 89. You're a couple years older than than I am, and I'm 55. <laughs> yeah, just we, a couple. Yeah, well, we. You could it. be my son. Yeah, yeah, right. As it turns out, right? I I could, but it, here's here's something. In 1995, 96, I think I got my first email address, which meant the internet, you know, emerged at at that point. Nobody predicted it. Stanley Kubrick, who predicted uh, in two movies the future, uh, Cl- Clockwork Orange, and he and he predicted a uh, 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 2001 Space Odyssey. Neither one had any, you know, they were great movies, but neither one of them had any uh, a- any any great predictions come through on it. But uh, you know, here it is: the internet came. And it changed, it dramatically changed the world. We had no idea how much it would. Um, by the way, 9-11, I don't think we ever would have predicted. Uh, we could tell by the lack, lux, uh, luster um, security at, at, at uh, you know, at airports and everything else. But um, we never thought there would be a, a bombing uh, that would take down the World Trade Center. But both yeah. towers in in New York, we never thought on American soil we would lose about three thousand lives that um <clears throat> uh to a terrorist attack and and right. and we, of course we did um I, you know going back even further, I don't know that we would have ever predicted anything called the twenty four hour news cycle, but because of c n right. and ted turner and uh and the gulf war and and the o j trial, I think we not only uh did we we see the twenty four hour news cycle come but we've seen it expand with uh with social media for better or worse we're now seeing mm-hmm. a minute to minute um a, a minute to minute uh, uh news cycle and people creating their own news and everything else and and just two two and a half years ago almost three years ago now uh we saw a global pandemic which mm-hmm. the day before uh you know the day was uh it was march 18th 2020 when all hell broke well that's when it all became real uh the nba um uh, an nba star got it and they, they canceled their season and all the other sports clubs uh, canceled their season and um strangely enough right at the same time tom hanks one of our greatest actors and his wife contracted uh uh, COVID-19 down in Australia um, and that came out and, and a lot of people thought it was a death sentence but that's mm-hmm. the next day masks were on and we had a global pandemic. If I would have to- told you a week ago, Doc, we're going to have a global pandemic uh, in, in a week and we're going to have masks on and people are going to uh, quarantine and the country is going to sh- uh, shut down. You, you would have looked at me like I just watched a science fiction movie but right. never say never. And you know, yep. and here we are again. <laughs> and, and by the way, I I never thought we'd see World War Three. We still haven't seen it. But when I went to the Ukraine, you know, uh, you know, a little less than a year ago, um, they were talking about the Third World War, uh, World War Three. Yes. And uh, and we are not. Um, you know, we're, we're not past the laughing stage or the giggle phase of World War Three because something could happen when you have a madman like Putin and you have others out there and, uh, you know, there anything could happen. So I'm and, and this comes right back to your gerrymandering um, discussion and the point on gerrymandering as we kind of wind up here um, and, and you're. You know, I'll talk about uh, the possibility of Texas becoming blue or purple or or whatever, uh, something Uh, else. I never (laughs) say never. I never say never because I never would have predicted any of that other stuff. 
Well, of course, it was it was altogether democratic. Uh, during Johnson's period, uh, President Johnson, uh, nobody would have dreamt of Texas going Republican. Uh, so there you go. It did happen. <laughs> it's total change, and it could happen again. Okay. You're quite right. Well, Doc, uh, great discussion as always, and I'm sorry to talk so much here. I'm all revved up from no, my, no, my you had the news today, <laughs> <laughs> and I got the news. I didn't even know about until you told me. I did not even know about McCarthy. And folk, for folks listening, uh, we're talking on a uh, on a Monday night, uh, uh, January 9th. You know, you'll probably be hearing this tomorrow, uh, and 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 some of you even the next day. But we're talking as of uh, Monday. At, uh, at my time, this is 11.02, my time, as we finish up here, um, 11.02 at 11 night. 11.02 p.m., that yeah. is. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. I'm uh, I'm getting close to midnight. Uh, I did not know. I did not know Kevin McCarthy had been elected House Speaker, so it just goes. And I'm, you know, I follow politics. I follow politics close. I just didn't, uh, you know, I just didn't know. Just crazy. Doc, uh, any last words? Well, uh, let's let's hope that the unexpected can still happen, and and all to the good. We hope. Uh, so there, that'll be my last word. We keep hoping. Well, on behalf on behalf of Dr. Florence Byam Weinberg, Frank McKay here, signing off from Egypt. Uh, I'm saying live from Egypt. You're going to hear this. Uh, you're going to hear this recorded. But I am in Egypt as we speak. Uh, Cairo and. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to being back and uh, and on behalf of uh, Dr. Florence Byam uh, Weinberg uh, thank you for listening each and every week and uh, we will see you next time on the Florence Weinberg Show <laughs>